All right, recording on my end. My computer oh, froze. Okay, my computer froze. We'll have to wait. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, here we go. There we go. Great. Sorry, everybody. We're having technical difficulties. Right today. off the bat. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Second one that have difficulties. Here we go. Here we go. Great. So, Hold on. There we go. I thought that was me doing that. No, that was me. It was. It froze while I was trying to mute it. While I loaded up the chat so I could talk to people if they're in there. Anyway, um, we're live on YouTube. I don't know what that means. If there's any sort of badge, like a, a, a merit badge for that, but we are live. Let's Not see. Really. No, nothing. You don't get a, a two B. The reward is the journey, <laughs> Phoenix. That's what it is. It's a. It should be like a fake star on the Walk of Fame. Because I saw today, like, 25-year-old YouTube star dies in car crash. And I'm like, there are YouTube stars? Like, yeah. that, that shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing yeah, at all. There's, there's like, eight-year-olds that are pulling down, like, 50 grand a year. We'll go, those kids should go fuck themselves. Absolutely. Not because I'm jealous, but because they should really just go fuck themselves. No, they really should go fuck themselves. I've, I did, when I first loaded my channel, I did an unboxing video making fun of these people. Because they make so much money in boxing shit. So make I, sure you like, share, subscribe. Drop a comment down below. Smash that like button and make sure you follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Grinder, and then check out all of our. Yeah, we got we get a UGIS account and check us out. It like oh my god, fucking calm down, buddy. But yeah, I'm they on uh, Friday night playing work Warcraft or uh, fucking Fortnite. Where these kids are playing nowadays. If I did an honest version of that, me selling myself, it would be a, check me out on Facebook. I have my notification, notification turns out. I check it every two days. And then check me out on Twitter. I will never check it. And I, you, all, you will go ignored for a good while until six months later where I go, hey, were you still up to that project, buddy? And then check me out on uh, YouTube where I never check my comments. And if I do, it's because I got an alert because Adam sent me something. And he's the only person I really pay attention to. If you're, if you're not him, you're not going to get any information from me. So go ahead and do that and subscribe and leave me a fa Like, that's it. I don't do anything. I don't give a shit. I don't care about social media bullshit. Not like I have a life outside of that. I just don't care. I live in the Twilight Zone. Speaking of which. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Bordering in Wonderland's The Twilight Zone Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 166 for 510, the 7th is made up of phantoms. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Adam Wilcox. And then we have Frank uh, nowhere, because Frank did not show up again today, despite the fact that he said he was going to be here. No show Frank. So we got no Frank again, two weeks in a row, and we're going to do two episodes a day, so maybe he'll be on episode 167. We are live on YouTube for the second time on Adam's page, uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Flicks, so go check that out every Tuesday night. We'll be live doing something weird. I don't know. Some some TV show from before you were born, probably, because you were born in 2000, which is fucking crazy. A year I remembered vividly. You were born. You were sucking on your mama's teeth while I was, like, graduating high school, and that's fucking weird to me. That's weird. I don't like it. Adam, let's talk about The Seventh is Made Up of Phantoms. Oh, uh, do we have to? And then let's push through it so we can talk about a short drink, short drink from a certain fountain. But unfortunately, we're stuck in uh, 1964, 1876. So let's... I don't even... Today's episode... There's so so little to talk about with this episode, man. You know, what, you know what's a good place to start? Let me try to cue up Rod's intro here. Uh, we don't have a Frank, so we don't have clips pulled up. But let me try to find it. Which is always fun. Um, this is always great. How fucking far into this episode does he start talking? Good Christ, Rod. Oh, here he is. for this one. Yeah. Here he is. Okay, I just found him. In 64. Oh. Let's, let's, let's do the intro first. A bunch of guys 
uh, from, uh, you know, 1876 or whatever are uh, hanging out. They're on horseback. One guy gets off. He gets shot with an arrow in the spine. And then it just cuts over to guys on a tank, and they find a wigwam. And they find a, a canteen that's 80 years old, and it says 7th Infantry or where the fuck it says, right? Adam, what, do you remember what it said? Something like that. Something like that. And that's it. That's the introduction. The, t- the tank looked tiny. I, I was disturbed by how small that tank looked. Yeah. I, I mean, I every time I see a tank and I see people in tank outfits, all I'm thinking of is like, these people have to smell each other's BO for probably a lot longer than I'd like to think about. That's what I think and about when I watch Walking Dead. I have a, I have a phobia Dead. of tiny spaces anyway. So when I watch Walking Dead and they start having a sex scene, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get it going in the middle of a zombie apocalypse for sure. I mean, I guess they would smell better than what you're used to, which is the rotting literal dead. So when you get to someone who only smells like their own shit and sweat, you're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're kind of looking at the best of the situation here. So maybe they smell decent compare compared to the uh, eyeball falling out, rolling around. Maybe. But that's where they are here. They're sweating. They're in a small, confined space. They have a tiny little tank from the army. And let's hear Rod, what he has to say, what his excuse for this episode. Yeah, that's what it was when. June 25th, 1964. Or if you prefer, June 25th, 1876. The cast of characters in order of their appearance, a patrol of General Custer's cavalry and a patrol of National Guardsmen on a maneuver. Look at that tiny tank. Past and present are about to collide head-on, as they are wont to do in a very special bivouac area known as the Twilight Zone. Spooky, spooky. Right? Um, well... When you, when you thing- poked your microphone, I suddenly hear your fan. Yeah, well, that's because I, I I got the fan off in the distance. It's it's seventy seven degrees in here. I yeah. just, just deal with the fan. I'm sorry. Okay. It, it's as far away from the microphone as I can get it without still feeling some semblance of some air coming in here. Your Axel Rose hair thing doesn't doesn't help. I don't give a shit about that. Dude. Just this <laughs> this that's that's keeping the hair off 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 of my eyes, man. Okay. But anyways, uh, this this episode fails to justify its own existence because it's like you're. I've seen it like four or five times. I know I get it like right away. I, I always figure it out like right away. And then I get it. And then Rod, Rod Serling tells us what it's about. And then it's like, well, now what do we do for the rest of the episode? You just kind of sit there and try not to fall asleep because he tells you exactly what you figure out right away. So I'm like, is it supposed to be clever? Am I supposed to, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for. I don't fucking get it. Yes, this episode especially, because there's no character you associate with. There's no real connection to reality. I mean, they do go back and forth to the army, but it still feels like they're just... I don't, I don't associate with that. And then they're hanging out. Why are they, why are they doing, like, <clears throat> routine sweeps of this area? I have no fucking idea. It's beyond me. It's not like a war zone. I have no idea why they're hanging out there. Um, well, it's National Guard, so I guess this is just kind of where they're based out of. So it I, I says I U.S. Army that, on all their stuff. I can let that one slide because I, <clears> you know, when you're first watching, I'm like, okay, well, it's not World War II. Their uniforms are way too shiny and way too modern for World War II. So, like, you pick up on that, and it's like, okay, these are National Guard out of maneuvers. I'm like, all right, that's kind of what I thought it was. Their uniforms are too clean to be doing anything Army-related whatsoever, even too clean for boot camp standards. But yeah, they're they're like by where Custer's last stand was, and it's like they figure that out right away. Yeah, and like that's somehow happening at the same time that they're in the future, and it's like, what is it like uh, a, a time warp kind of thing? Or they didn't go far enough into the time warp, and they didn't go far enough into the characters. So there's literally nothing for me to grasp onto. So what you're watching is people looking like this off screen. This will work for the video on YouTube, not so much the podcast. But you get people going, whoa, what was that? Were those Indians? What? Oh, they're playing loud sound effects over speakers. Is that are those Indians? They show a few, a few horse soldiers at the beginning. And then we never see them ever again. 
which no. was kind of a letdown. I'm like, why didn't we ever cut back to that? That's what I'm saying. It should have gone back and forth and had more to do with the time travel. Instead, you see the remnants, and it never made sense why they're seeing it or how they're seeing it or if it matters that they're seeing it. This episode fucking sucks. I hate this episode. (laughs) It's like the way that there's so much exposition in the show that they should have basically taken that book you were looking at a minute ago and just hold it up to the camera. And just turn it to the audience and just let them read it yeah. for as interesting as it is. It's, it's that boring. And uh, speaking of, uh, two things I want to say real quick. One is, uh, before that clip, they're sitting around, they're looking for, because they hear like battle cries and they hear like horses running and they hear Indian yells. And then like, it's like, they're sitting there scared and they're like, oh my God, is that, what's going on? There's noises. And then they hear like, The wind, and they're like, let's get back in the fucking tank! And I'm like, oh, are they scared of the wind? They're fucking soldiers. They're in the army. They're in a tank. Like, I'm pretty sure they could take out at least a couple of hundred Indians with the machine guns alone. That's yeah. the other thing I don't understand, is, is is who am I supposed to be rooting for? Where's the threat? I mean, these are horse soldiers. There's never and, a threat. And, and Native Americans on horses, and they're in a fucking tank. You will Even call them Indians. Tank, it has firepower. <laughs> yeah. It has way more fire than they got. You will call them Indians, sir. That's what the episode calls them. And the, the Indians are all college Indians. graduates running tests on the soil. As he clearly states as a sympathetic. That's the most clever line in the whole episode. The, oh, the, God. The hippies running tests on the soil. So let me. Um, I, we started to read this before the recording, but let's go ahead and do it now. Listen to how important uh, uh, Mark Scott Zickery makes this sound, this episode. I'm full screen. Yes, where I should be. Shall I? During National Guard war games near Little Bighorn, a three-man tank crew hears gunfire, then discovers a teepee in a canteen marked 7th Cavalry. The outfit led to their deaths by General Custer in 1876. Next morning, driving along Rosebud Creek, the men see smoke signals and hear Indian war cries. Private McCluskey fires blind into a dust cloud, and a riderless Indian pony runs by. Both McCluskey and Sergeant Connors believe they are somehow pursuing the past, and soon they will find themselves in the middle of a massacre. Corporal Langsford thinks they're crazy, (laughs) who then stumbles upon a deserted Indian village. And McCluskey gets an arrow in the back! Explanation point. Discarding their tank, the three struggle across Rosebud Creek to the scene of a battle and charge into the fray. Later, their superiors find the tank, but no sign of the men. Ellipses. Until they find their names, check, until they check the names of the dead listed at Custom Battlefield National Memorial. Long, way too long of a name. <laughs> it makes it sound so exciting when you, when you hear it like in short little bursts, little paragraphs like that. But then you watch it for 25 minutes and you're like, oh, what? Who? Why? I don't it care. It almost reads like a greeting card or an apology for the episode. Yeah. It's it's a terrible episode. I don't often... I, people, I, I assume people think when they hear this show, I'm negative on the Twilight Zone. Obviously, I love it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do a review show of it for 166 episodes. But when I see episodes like this, I go, oh, this is garbage. And I get mad. And I just get disappointed. And I have my three buckets that I put them in, tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one is obviously the highest. Like, And I have more in tier one than I have in tier three. So I am more positive about the shows than not. But when I saw this, I went, oh, tier three. There was no hesitation at all. Just immediately tier three. Bye. Have fun down there with the this fugitive. This would be like, like uh, Moby Dick. If Instead of calling it Moby Dick, like the first chapter you read, instead of saying, uh, call me Ishmael, it says... And Ahab was strapped upon the whale with you know, a harpoon through his side. You may as well just say the butler did it and print that on the front of the book and then try to sell it to somebody. With, it doesn't work. With, with Mobius caucus <laughs> instead of Moby Dick. <laughs> like something fucking very obvious. Yeah. Well, I can't, I, I'm really struggling to describe this episode because most episodes I go, this is why I don't like it. It doesn't do this or it does this and I hate that. This one is a almost an anomaly because I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like what? It, it feels like an idea of an episode, but not a script of an episode. If that makes any sense. 
Like, here's an this, idea. I, I noticed this was written by Rod Serling, and I'm like, was it, though? Well, this is Rod just... teaching at Antioch College. He's just living in fucking Ohio, and he barely showed up. That was the worst whip pan the Rod I've ever seen. It was yeah. like, like woods, woods, woods. Oh, all of a sudden he's in a room. All right, where the fuck he is? <laughs> it was so terrible looking. Rod had almost nothing to do with this episode. He must have been, like, teaching history in that class one day, and was like, I'm going to write an episode about Custer. It's fucking terrible. It's it's a first draft at best. It's even not even if you're a fan of, of Custer and and in history, it doesn't do that justice either. No, it doesn't make me any more interested in Little Bighorn than than what. It makes did, me glad know. he's dead. <laughs> That's how bad this. Not Rod Custer, obviously. Yeah, I hope yeah. that I hope that wasn't misinterpreted at all. But <laughs> I'm sure it was. I, I'm ho- yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm really glad Custer's dead, and the fact that he killed his own men getting there kind of disappoints me, because ultimately, ultimately, it's what made him famous, and then led to this episode, which pisses me off even more. Here's the part that gives me the biggest headache: Why did they decide to go help? Well, let's let's discover what the beginning was. Just an introduction of the episode, a summary, if you will, by Martin or by uh, Mark Scott Zickery. I keep wanting to say Martin Grimes Jr. He wrote the other Twilight Zone book. This is Mark Scott Zickery. So he has uh, two, three paragraphs. They're real quick. It's only uh, this right here. So this is what he actually thought about it. Uh, the premise of the seventh, seventh is made up of phantoms is an intriguing one. As the three-man tank crew encounters physical evidence that they are in the past, empty wigwams, a riderless horse, and so on, but see no human beings until the very end. There is the feeling that they are pursuing an elusive history event. One that they are, one that, sorry, one they eventually catch up with. End of paragraph one. Okay, that's all true. Okay. What, what, any thoughts? Want me to continue? No, go ahead, continue. I have no thoughts. Some things in the episode aren't so easy to swallow, though, such as the fact that the two of the three men are conversant, are conversant in the most mini, uh, sorry, Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm conversant in the most minute details leading up to the battle. McCluskey, the sergeant asked, do you remember what, what it was that Reno found before the battle? Sure, the other answers, as though it was the most obvious thing on earth, the village. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I didn't pay attention that much. Most disturbing, last paragraph, most disturbing is the fact that the episode takes it for granted that Custer's men are on the side of good, and that given the... I'm sorry, and that giving them a modern tank to even up the odds would be a swell idea. It's a cavalry versus engines mentality, and then it seriously damages an interesting idea. So okay. he's not a fan, and I yeah. completely fucking agree. I don't off, I don't always agree with uh, Zickery. Sometimes I get in a very like we butt heads, and I call him out. But this time I agree. This episode sucks. You know, it, it, it's. Uh... It's a bad situation, but yeah, Custer deserved what happened to him. So why should I give a shit what what one tiny little tank? Yeah, like I said, it, it, and then it, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you know where I'm going with this. It's like it's like by the time you get to the end, it still doesn't justify the, this episode fails to justify its own existence. It, it is a a, a nothing burger. It, it is just absolute nothing. There is an episode of this show that does this idea better. And, and I mean idea as far as like base level. Going back and forth between timelines with 1800s and now. It's called 100 Yards Over the Rim. Very simple. I don't know if you remember that based on the title alone. It's, no, I'm not really good with the titles. It is one guy. Uh, he, he's with his kids. They're, they're you know, taking the Oregon Trail. Oregon, if you will, uh, they're going that one of the, his kid is dying of, of some sort of disease. He decides he has to run and get water and supplies and something like that and everything that they need. He runs over a hill, hundred yards specifically, and <laughs> over that hundred yards of the rim, it ends up being the sixties. And he runs along and he finds a cafe and he finds John Frankenheimer's wife, which is why I always bring up John Frankenheimer on the show. He finds his wife and then her and her husband there give him medicine, and he runs away and goes back to the kids, and then they find, they try to chase after him, and they only find his rifle there in the dust, or in the dirt, and they're like, this, this is 100 years old. 
And he goes back in time, back to his own kids, and he saves their lives. Great fucking episode. Simple, concise, emotionally driven. I know why he's doing it. I know where this is going. I can track every single beat of it. It's very simple. This episode, for some reason, they go back in time to help Custer and die anyway. Why would you go help that motherfucker when you know he got everyone killed? Why the I'm fuck still you... trying to, to to comprehend. Like I, I know that a, a lot of these episodes require a, a certain suspension of disbelief, but or suspension of belief, I should say. But but they're in a tank, man. They've got machine guns. I saw the machine guns. One of them had a machine gun at one point in this episode. How is the Sioux Nation going to overpower uh, any kind of a fucking tank or? Anything that shoots more than one bullet at a time. Well, I assume what happened is he went back in time. The, the three guys went back in time. One guy dropped his gun, so they're down to two guns. They show up. They have two machine guns with 60 bullets each, right, probably? And then they use those bullets, and then they're fucking useless hunks of metal that don't protect them at all. So then they got shot with arrows or trampled or died of malaria. Who fucking knows? Or the only some... thing I can think of is they're on maneuvers and maybe they don't have any any decent ammo uh, in their tank because it's, you know they're not going to be actually firing anything. And they didn't take the tank. The no. tank stayed behind because the yeah. sergeant found it later. So, also odd. So if they took the tank, they would have won that battle. 100%. Okay. Because they could have just, even if they didn't have enough ammunition, like enough rounds to take care of the Indians, they would have just like chased them fucking down. <laughs> what would they have done back in that day to stop them is beyond me. They would have, they would have done nothing. Because if a tank attacked me right now, I'd be like fucking throwing like microphones and shit at it or like Legos. I don't know what the fuck I'd throw at it. I, I would die. It would kill me 100%. So they would have won, but they didn't have the tank. So therefore, what the fuck was the point of this episode? I have no idea. <laughs> what, did, did they just want to die so they could get their name in, on a bubblegum card? Or uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know why they, why they. <sighs> Adam, I hate this fucking episode, and it, it's one too. of those episodes that frustrates it's so hard me. To talk about yeah, exactly because I don't know where to begin on saying where I hate it. I guess I'll start with the fact that the three characters have no motivation they seem not interested at all in the storyline they they're patrolling this area for some fucking reason i don't know why they're they're like oh i hear stuff oh that's not true oh this it is and it seems like this episode would be better which i always hate saying that is as an hour this should be a season four episode because as it is now i'm like i don't they don't want to be there i don't want to be here uh they go back in time we don't see that and none of it fucking mattered. None of it made sense. None of it added up to anything I'm interested in. So it's just left as like this empty black void of an episode that just wasted airspace. It wasted our time. It feels like previous episodes, and I know you don't like to re reference other episodes, you know, that much. So I'm going to kind of try to avoid that a little bit. But... Oh, I bring up episodes the whole time. Okay. Well, the one did. that we reviewed last week about the, the Adam and Eve one. All right. Yeah. Um, whereas it feels like. Also had the it... number seven in the title. They, they just pitched it in a meeting. They just pitched it, and then they just wrote the, the pitch and forgot to develop anything else around the pitch. So what okay, you're saying... here's the episode. So you just basically said what I said earlier. This is a first draft. Yep. There's no subtlety. There's no depth. There's no motivation. And there's no characters to hang their hat on. There is nothing here to enjoy. I feel like the show thinks that the characters are way more interesting than they actually are. Like, oh, McCluskey, he's just a wacky guy, isn't What the he? fuck is wrong with his face? That's my next note. I'm only on note number two right now. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with his face. I'm proud that you found more than two notes. Oh, I got like 12. <laughs> and he, they go back after they first hear the, the, the cries and all that. They go back and they're like... Talking to their leader guy. I don't know army army terms. But um and he's like, That's the bullshit. Like, we're not gonna do that. Anyway, you're gonna follow along this river here. And they're like, We can't do that. That's where Custer's men went. And I'm like, Why the fuck do they care? Why the fuck do they care? Why? I it's like they know they're in the Twilight Zone. Like they read the script and like, oh, this is pretty shitty. This is dumb. I don't want to be a part of this. Oh, god damn it, here they come. 
Fucking Indians. All right. Almost feels like I'm watching the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I did write one of my one of my notes is less irritating original of Blair Witch Project. Because <laughs> I pictured a, a that's a good analogy because that was coming to mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah, these people are about that dumb. They're just they're wearing uniforms. That's really the only yeah. difference here. Because I pictured a scenario because they keep like hearing the noises and then seeing like wigwams and teepees and shit. So I pictured a scenario where someone is fucking with them. And just like blaring Indian war cries over a speaker in the distance, like, yeah, this is so funny. And then, like, they're looking over there, okay, they throw up some wigwams really quick, like they have those quick tents, and they're just, ah, <laughs> in the back, like in the bushes, like, oh, these motherfuckers are believing this shit. Here's what would have been cool, all right? And I know you hate doing these, but since we're, there's nothing left to talk about, let's just fucking do that. Um, here's what would have been cool that's actually what happened. Okay, like somebody's fucking with them. Okay. Flash to the people that are fucking with them, and then the episode ends with one of those people getting an arrow through the chest. There's so many Even arrows in the chest. that would have been something just a little bit more to hang on to than, than what we got here. You know, it's that would have been, but it's 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 something more than what they gave us. See, that would have been an extra step there, where you th- that would be a double twister, what we call. I mean, Frank call. That would have probably double... been another twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> another arrow. <laughs> oh! Another edit back to an actor going, "Oh, an arrow in my back." Yeah. This is we, such we an have expensive to pay for craft service as an extra <laughs> yeah. day because you want to have some extra people in your show. <laughs> nope, can't do it. Cut. Bye. Print. Season Print. five, we gotta we gotta roll along. Season five makes me wish season four was longer. That's how bad season five is so far. You're always mentioning that this, this is the reason why you prefer TV shows to be like ten episodes, so that you can trim out all the fat and the bullshit episodes. And, you know, this is something you release on a, a as a Blu-ray extra. Lost yeah. episodes. Yeah. You know. The episode we watch next uh, for Short Drink is a lost episode. Oh. But okay. this one, though, is not. So this one was continuously seen by people yeah. from the 60s um, and beyond. Curious. So at one point, right after he said the line of, like, the, the, the head army guy says the line of, like, it must be Indians out there. They're... They're all college graduates running tests in the soil, so leave them alone. He, then they go back out in the field. This episode reminds me a lot of Death Ship, or uh, the other one, um, 30 oh, Fathom Grave, which just keeps going back out there, keeps going okay. back out there. But at one point, I just went, oh, okay, okay, I'm hungry. And I went in the other room, and I started making food, and then I heard, like, yelling, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm watching the Twilight Zone. I came back in here, I'm like, oh, I only missed a couple minutes, but I'm like, okay, where are we? I had to catch back up. That's how fucking bored I was. Okay, I'm glad that you said that because when I was watching it, I, I fell asleep. And I woke up and I rewound it and realized I missed absolutely fucking nothing. No. You, I, was, you I was mad possibly. at myself for, for falling asleep. And then I was even more mad at myself for rewinding, rewinding it and <laughs> yeah. forcing myself to watch what I escaped once already. Realizing that I attained nothing by knowing that I fell asleep for a little while. It's ironic that you your body wanted to fast-forward time as well. I was or, mentally or rewind. checked out. It yeah. wanted to travel to a different time. As much as these characters, you you wanted out, and so did I. Yeah. And I came back in, and there's, like, Indian noises, and the kid fucking freaks out. He's like, da 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 He fires a couple rounds, and like, stop it, motherfucker, what are you doing? And then some horse runs along, empty, and they're like, an Indian horse without a rider. I'm like, Ugh. I couldn't spot an Indian horse. How the fuck can you? It had like start, no signifiers of <laughs> Indian culture on it. I started going like, oh yeah, remember remember that show Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, that's a pretty good show. <laughs> <laughs> we saw one good episode. We uh, saw one good episode. Now all of a sudden the member berries are popping in. Like, uh, yeah, that show was great because there was one out of twelve good ep- or bad episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode last week. Yep. We had that one. That was, that was like a little movie. We didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve it at all. We, we were not no, ready no. to watch that. Hold on. We deserved the shit out of that, watching as many bad yeah. episodes it, as we it, did. It made up for like a, at least a dozen bad episodes, we'll say that. But it's, it's not enough to say it's a good show, but Our, you know, uh, this actually is a good show. It's just we keep getting stuck with some bad episodes. Well, season five is... I. We had that one good episode that you first joined us for in Praise of Pip. Yeah. Since then, it has been a fucking letdown. Season five is bad. <laughs> Rod Rod was writing that, but he was not he was not on set, and he was just like, "You guys have fun failing by." 
So we just left with like this vast nothing with burnout mode yeah. with rod scripts that are are good ideas, just not fully finished because he's too busy. He's too busy and he's stressed out and he's like, I don't want to be a part of the show. I, I want the show to keep going. I want some time away. But unfortunately, he didn't get that gap there. He just had to. He was trying to like go. Okay, I'm gonna separate for a little bit. Hey, Leo Red's here. He's like, I'm gonna separate for a little bit. I'll come back. But by the time he got back, the show was over. So. Season five sucks. It's it's worse than season four. I, I never thought I'd say that, but it is. It's season four looks great compared to season five so far. I have noticed that when they do the Twilight Zone, because mostly I'm, I'm like everybody else. I watch a lot of Twilight Zone like New Year's Eve when they show like the, the marathons and stuff like that. And I noticed that the older that the print looks, the better the show usually is. Except you know I mean? on so, the the video episodes. The live ones, yeah. The the live taping ones, I'm like, oh, it's another one of these. They weren't live. They're just video. Okay. They just look like shit. Like like it was filmed in a, stu- like in a studio. Yeah. Well, the thing is, essentially, they did shoot them like they were live. There's just no audience. Okay. They just, because the video was so hard to edit back then, but it was so much cheaper. But they would yeah. shoot it as long shots, like long, wide shots. Like, it, the, with it the looks film, like they can zoom in. a stage play, and they're like, yeah. you know... Filming it, and you know, it, it's like uh, because video was so hard to edit back then. They're like, let's shoot for fucking seven minutes, and those we'll do one cut after that because the technology was not ready then in the sixties or fifties. Or it was sixties when they started that. That was season yeah, th- two. This episode here, they were saying it was sixty four. So yeah, this is sixty four. Pick up on that. So this is this is film. It looks fine. It it just the script was just dog shit. I was going to ask you that. Does is this actually a good idea? Like, it's an interesting it? idea. Like I said, they've done something like this before. Rod Serling was uh, the basically the original Woody Allen, where he would just like keep trying to perfect the same idea over and over. Woody Allen's been doing that for forty fucking years, and he doesn't really. F- Instead of having numerous drafts and taking his time between movies, he's like, I'll put out a movie a year, and then eventually I'll perfect some weird idea I had. And so you're like, what the fuck are you going for, Woody Allen? I, but Rod, he's like, I'm going to do a time travel episode with history. He's done this before in like, um, oh, what's that episode called? Where he goes back to try to stop Hitler, and he goes back and tries to stop Abraham Lincoln, you know. Uh, booth. I know which one you're talking about. That sounds familiar. That's a season four episode as well. There's another episode before that where it's the exact same thing, just a little bit different. And this one's kind of similar where it's like, uh, keep trying to do the same idea. Maybe I'll do it better this time. His comedies are like that. He's like, maybe I'll get funnier this time. Maybe. No. Just no. (laughs) It never got any better. No, that's just it. It just really... Really didn't go anywhere. I'm like, okay, it, it it doesn't even really attempt to have a twist, and I and and that's fine because I'm always complaining on on this channel or on my YouTube channel about um, everything doesn't always need a twist. No. But this in this case, it needed something, anything. It needed us. Okay, let me try to break this down simply here. Um, I spent a lot of my time reviewing stuff. Achilles Chow's here. Nice. Your whole crew show. The uh, sorry, podcast listeners, we're on YouTube live. We're going to reference that, so be used to that. This is our second live episode, but point is, this episode, if I could break it down as simply as possible, it doesn't have the characters you want to follow and enjoy. So we don't spend any time with the characters that we enjoy. You know what I mean? Like they don't go. They don't. I don't know who the fuck these people were. I didn't know their names until they read them off their fucking tombstones, which is bizarre. I remember McCluskey. I remember him based on what he read off the tombstone. That's all I remember. I so there's no characters. The story is broken up and and discombobulated and feels like it's out of order and it doesn't focus enough or give you enough reason to suspect this might be happening. So you're watching it going, yeah, there's Indians, okay. All right, well they're going to go back in time. Oh, I don't get to watch them go back in time. So you don't get a payoff to what you suspect is happening. You hear about it third hand, and I didn't want to say second hand because that guy showed up last. Um, the black dude was second hand. <laughs> He's the one that read off the tombstone. 
And uh, so you hear about it like way down the line, like a game of telephone, and you're just like so disconnected from all the action in the episode that by the time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's what happened to them. Okay. Yeah, everything happens off camera. That's why I thought it was curious that they would waste so much time and resources to show people on horses in period costume at the very beginning of the episode and then never use that ever again. The only thing I can think of is maybe they shot some scenes ran over on time and just decided to cut all of that the fuck out. And I but think even that seems weird. I think they shot Rod's script the way it was, hoping it would work out. First draft, yeah. And uh, I'm not a guy that, you know, shit talks Rod, but I feel like this script he, in particular He wrote it on a napkin in a This script was a rushed mess of a fucking script that he just Here we go, and they're like, "Here we go. Okay, let's go." And they, they weren't even focused, because I had new showrunners by season four and five, and Bud, Buck was gone. Buck Houghton was gone. So they had just whoever, the I don't know the guy's fucking name, and he just was like, here we go, take this and shoot it. And then it's like, this isn't, this is clear, this is done. I don't believe anyone on set here, or anyone working in the production, or the actors, believed this would work. I really don't, because they have no passion, they have no characters, they have nothing to work with, and it feels like it. It feels like the actors are completely aware of that. There were it, probably people that worked on Mission Impossible, and then they just kind of pulled them off that show and showed them onto this one. And uh, yeah, it. But he, even Mission Impossible has more structure than this episode did. An episode of Gunsmoke. Yeah. Which is always the actors in the show are always on Gunsmoke. Works better Run, than this ride. episode does. Yeah. Um. It just doesn't work in any way you can say it. Anything that you ever liked in your life, any movie, any TV show, name why you like it, none of that applies here. Uh-uh. Not one. In fact, uh, this one here, when I started watching it, I'm like, I, I, I saw the guys in the tank outfit, I'm like, oh, it's the fucking tank one. Because it's like, I always remember those outfits, and for some reason I'm like really intrigued with a tank helmet because it reminds me of like an old 1920s football helmet. Oh yeah, it's kind of like a just a, <laughs> a leather strap thinking, on. What what does the purpose of that serve? It's like it's leather, so it's not going to stop any bullets. A helmet. They, they put that on <laughs> inside the tank for what? Because it's like if that thing ricochets and they hit their head against the side of a tank, you're going to have some kind of concussion even through the fucking leather. So yeah, it's a curious thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. The army guy, army guys are dumb as shit. They're back at well, the base. They're, they're, and, to be fair, they are weekend warriors, but you know, the guy on the radio is like, "Well, they ought to think they should go out and see Custer." <laughs> Those dummies. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy from Hee Haw? What the fuck is this guy?" And Unless then, <laughs> he just got done watching uh, uh, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love the Bomb, and they they thought that uh, Slim Pickens was pretty funny. So uh, <laughs> came out the same year as this, that. right? Yeah, sixty four. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so. That, that was early '60s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, it might have something to do with it. That 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 uh, that Bay Seventeen Bomber type voice was kind yeah. of uh, a thing. They should realize though the Slim Pickens character was not supposed to be taken seriously. He rides out in a fucking a, a atomic bomb, <laughs> like a rides, like a <laughs> he rides the bomb yeah. all the way home. Like a that movie's a satire. Yeah. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. <laughs> it's yeah. Kubrick's only comedy. But they're dumb as shit. Is something about Stanley Kubrick, though? Every time he attempts something the first time, he fucking knocks it out of the park. Doesn't that make you sick? Like, first time he does a horror movie, knocks it out of the park. First time he does a science fiction, knocks it out of the park. First time he does a comedy, knocks it out of the park, never does it again. Well, the first and second time he did a war movie, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. That's not fair. We talked about that last week. Path to War, knocks it out of the park. Full Metal Jacket, another war movie, knocks it out of the park. Full Metal Jacket, yep. God damn. Anyway, so the 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 main head guy, the army guy, uh tells the the sergeant, the only black character in the entire show, which I always like to point out only because they had CBS and everyone had a, a mandate to include at least one black character in the show back then. But luckily this guy actually had dialogue, which is nice. Where he tells that guy, "Go find those three guys." And oh, Frank's here. Go find those three guys and tell them, shoot them in the leg if you have to. I don't give a shit. Shoot them in the fucking leg. Uh, I don't care what you got to do. Who tells, who tells their men to shoot their men? This guy's terrible at his job. 
I'm glad you're here, Frank, because we're running out of things to talk about with this episode. So please air your grievances here. <clears throat> Which one? Turn your mic up. What? I can barely hear you. What? Can you hear me now? There you go. A little That's bit. A little bit better. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. How about yeah, that? This is the, the seventh is made of phantoms. So welcome to LAW Twice in Review, episode 166. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Adam Wilcox. I'm some late cocksucker who, uh, you do, know. Do you fall asleep when you get home? Uh, in the driveway, yeah. Okay, I figured as much. <laughs> we started. Um, I've been up for I've been up for four days. I'm sorry, guys. We started. No big deal. We're here now, Frank. What are your since you're joining us? We've been ranting for I don't know forty minutes. About forty minutes. And literally forty minutes about how much we hate this uh, fucking episode. Already more than what the episode had to offer. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on this episode, Frank? <clears throat> Okay, so this isn't the Edwin one. You, no. Okay, because I, I I can't see a hate. No, th- this is this is three idiots in a tank, and then uh, they they run into uh, Custer's uh, uh, last stand. What? They like they like intersect for some strange. The seventh reason. is made up of phantoms. You didn't watch the episode, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god frank did you not watch the two episodes we're supposed to do next it was um uh fucking um there's no edwin in our two episodes no it was uh uh you guys watched the e1 probe seven over and out that was last week ma- yeah and then on my disc, the very next episode is um, uh, Drink from a Certain Fountain. That's next. That's our next episode. And and after that one is the Edwin one. We didn't watch the Edwin one. We watched Seventh of Made yeah, Up of Phantoms. That, 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 that's, for, that's for another another ride. <laughs> Are you missing an episode on your disc? Yeah. So after... Well, Look at the episode names. I mean, last week we did 509. Now we're doing 510, 511. Anyway, so, Adam, let's finish up here because we're almost done on this, okay. uh, this episode. Okay, but, but I've seen this episode, though. I've seen it before, like, a bunch of well, times. Well, how do you feel about it? Because we're running out of things to say about it. The, 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 well, the tank was cool. The tank is tiny. Why is this so small? I don't know why they need so many people. Can, I was going <laughs> to say, can three people fit in that tank even? It didn't seem like it should have. I, I, and the inside of that tank, I picture like a human centipede. Asshole to mouth. So the sergeant, he steers the wheel, right? And then the other two guys, one heads up his ass, and then the other guy's head is up the other guy's ass. They go in order of rank. Like one stripe, two stripe. Heads up ass the whole yeah. time. And they're just like, shoot the bullet. And this is, that's all they hear. And they're like, oh, should I shoot? Okay, I'll shoot the Indian horse. <laughs> oh, God. Wasn't there, wasn't there an arrow sticking out of the freaking uh, tank at one point? No, I wish. That would have been interesting. No, there was two arrows that stuck out of two guys' backs. That's it. Yeah. One Indian guy, or one, you know. One of Custer's men, and then one of uh, McCluster's men, which is the names are way too close. I hate that. McCluskey, yeah, dumb, wasn't it? McCluskey. No, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, they saw smoke signals. Uh, I remember. Um, See what you're describing. I wish that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, a tank! Hey, smoke, smoke signals. signals. And now the next episode. Credits. No, Frank. This episode fucking sucks. I hate this fucking episode. I put it in my tier three bucket. I almost never do that. Dude, the... Do they eventually go running head first into the damn battle, or no, do they yeah. make, ever make it back? Yeah, by way of, of exposition, yes. No, they do show it, but I'm glad you brought so that up, enough. because I kind of forgot, because they go... Again, it's unearned, and they, they hear... And they find a, uh, they hear the battle cries and they, they see a bunch of like wigwams or teepees 
and this is what I was saying. It should be Blair Witch style where someone's putting him out there for him. But they see it, and they're like, let's go, man. Let's just fucking do it. Let's dive in. Let's get And they run off, and then it's like cuts. So we never get to pay off to that. And then all of a sudden, the, the head guys, guys show up, and they're like, we can't find, we found the tank. We can't find them. And they find a, the, the worst fucking graveyard I've ever seen in my life. You can literally see them. It's clearly they might have cardboard. And they're hanging there. <laughs> and then they find a wall and it says like their names on it. And they highlight them like uh, the Purple Testament where it highlights it in, in light. And it just like says their names. And the guy reads it and he's like, oh, those are our three guys. Oh. And nobody really, you ne- they never comment on what the fuck happened. They never say, they never estimate, like this is what must have happened. They, the guy just goes, oh, they went back in time and died. Too bad they didn't have their tank. Oh, shucks. You know what this episode reminds me of? It, it pick any, and I, I don't want to get political, but pick any twenty-four hour n- news service, okay? And it's like a headline: describes what you're going to see, shows it to you, has a ticker down below, just like what we got going on right now, yeah. okay? Then like after CNN. it ends, it explains what we just saw. That's what this episode feels like. It, it's like The Walking right. Dead. Dude, yeah, I just pulled up. It says Uncle Simon. Probe seven over and out. Uh, seven says made up of phantoms. Does it say that? Does it say that, Frank? It says that. You just really just I mean, says it, that. It, it, it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. You can read it. Frank? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All right, so. We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. Some of us are professionals. One, one is oh, he's not. over here. God damn it. One is not. That's fine. I, I, I am a you fucking slacker. I don't even care. <laughs> you know what? You, you, find, you find out you're going to be a fucking father and just shit just. Le- Leo Red says Frank is in the Twilight Zone right now. Yes, yes, he is. I, I've always been in the Twilight Zone, Leo. You have no idea. <laughs> Don't share that live. Anyway, so the episode is fucking terrible. Yeah, congrats, Frank. Frank's got good news. Let's 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 break up this shit show of an episode and just let's comment on Frank's good news here. Frank, you want to tell the audience what's why you're, what's what you're talking about? I'm gonna be a daddy. It is a hey. Yes, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for bringing it up, Phoenix, and you know. I was, you know, it, it was just cool to be able to tell you too in the in our private tweet. within we got no else is allowed in, but that's pretty cool. You already did tell us. We both already know. <laughs> we talked about it. No, I said it was it was cool to be able to let you to know through the tweet by saying that, and then yeah, you know, yeah, that was cool, and you know, it's just been and. The three days leading up to yesterday, I was freaking out because didn't I, I truly expected it to be like a, a negative, like it's been the last ten months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for it to be positive and her to be pregnant finally, it's it's been a, it's been a, a really long road. You know what I mean? And uh, Frank, you got a compliment on the guitars, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't talk about them. Okay. <laughs> would, you, would you make me grab one? If you're a fan of his guitars, go listen to our previous hundred episodes, and you'll hear him talk nonstop about them. I can't do any more guitar talk. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. Yeah. This guitar was pissed on by Eddie Van Halen. That's I would not own a guitar, sir. I told you, Adam. Don't bring up music around him. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win that war. Not because you're wrong, but because... I'm not trying to fight no war. (laughs) We know what wars lead to. Awkward time travel that's not set up properly. You know Custard was a very flamboyant um, character. You know his name is Custer, not Custard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, know, General um, Vanilla Custard. General Uh, Tapioca Custard? (laughs) (laughs) That's some bad shit right there. Shame. Tapioca anything is bad. Bad, bad, bad. What the fuck is in tapioca? Why is it like full of like those Orby balls? It's made of phantoms, Phoenix. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
It's made out of seven phantoms. The seventh tapioca is made of phantoms. It's the seventh cavalry. Custard wasn't in charge of the seventh cavalry. So let me ask you this. Did you like pop like a raging heart on when he picked up the the, uh, thermos and it was like not, you know, it it looked like new, but it was like uh, 80 years old, as he said. 80 years old. Uh, uh, at least 80 yeah yeah it's like close, if you were out in the desert and you found some shit like that would you like not be like super excited like look at this this doesn't even look old it looks like like brand new is that what is that what happened because i remember yeah he yeah. finds a canteen and it, it's on the back of it literally says in big black letters to the audience the seventh cavalry seventh cavalry yeah and it and looks like a it looks like a modern side. canteen that they just yeah. printed something on it didn't look like a canteen would look back in that day. No, no. I'm pretty sure back then they would probably carry like a pigskin sack. Yeah. It wasn't you know? that long ago, but you know they 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 had discovered metal by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure they made the bullets out of something. Yeah. Yeah, and then swords and such. Other than phantoms or arrows. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the whole uh, you, you know you're thinking of. Um, I don't know, um, 300 maybe, <laughs> where they would drink shit out of a pig bladder. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm not that big of a history buff. How come? Um, uh, what's the WYCA, Frank? Do you know? WYCA. Is that what um, the YMCA used to be? The W-Y-C-A. Um, in con- W-Y-C-A in Cincinnati. <laughs> I wish. Well, I, I don't know. Like, is there, uh, is there like a, uh, like a, like a setting on this where I can see you guys or something? Or? Do you do not see us? No. I have no information to give you. I the, just, yeah, I was gonna say the the, uh, the the window that you joined us on, you should be able to see us through there. That's what we're looking at right now. Great. You don't understand uh, how uh, Frank can mismanage anything. I clicked the link and uh, <laughs> I joined the broadcast, and uh, it said my mic, you know, and uh, I suck. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you see what I just sent you? Yeah, yeah. I have a chat. It says Frank, and then to the left of that, do you see us? No, it's totally gray. It's a gray screen. Sounds like your uh, browser didn't load it properly, and Frank's nope. gone. So let's go That's ahead and end this episode. Okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, we're at 52 minutes, and we're, we're good enough, right? Is there anything else you want to say? Almost, almost. Do you have any sound clips for this one? Yeah, it was there, and then it disappeared. Okay. Because like I, 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 like, I, I, I left. It's probably because you lagged out. Don't worry about it. God damn it. No, that's just StreamYard. That's not you, dude. Okay, let's play Rod's outro and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I have it right now if you want, if it makes it easier for you, Frank, because you don't have this episode pulled up. Yeah, I wouldn't have the outro. Exactly. So let's hear Rod's outro. Sergeant William Connors, Trooper Michael McCluskey, and Trooper Richard Langsford, who on a hot afternoon in June made a charge over a hill and never returned. Look for this one under P for Phantom in a historical ledger located in a reading room known as the Twilight Zone. <gasps> spooky, spooky. Too bad we saw none of that. <laughs> Phantom is supposed to be scary, right? Yeah, can I ask what the, what the context is again? The W-Y-C-A? Fuck this episode. It's when now. It's like the Phantom of the Opera. Y W C A. Y W C A. Just like Y M C A, but the the W's flipped over. That's it. I don't. Y W. Because he says, I don't know if I can find it at all. I already deleted it. Never mind. So <laughs> he says at one point he just wants to go have a couple beers at the Y W C A. And I it's like, what's Y M C A? Youth Men's Club of America, right? So this is youth waterhole <laughs> club. Um, I, I don't know where you can eat. Where you? Where, where, where you can, uh, 
where you can ask fuck. I don't know. Holiday Inn? Oh, sorry. What is the Holiday Inn? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Did I get it? Jeez, I'm crow. Uh, yeah, you got it. Okay, here we go. Uh, YWCA USA is a nonprofit organization eliminating racism. What the fuck does it stand for? And women empowering women. So it stands for World Young Christian Organization. World Young Women's Christian Organization. That's not what oh. that was. No, that. So is this guy going to bars and like not understanding that it's really a woman's Christian organization? He's like, I'm gonna go get drunk around those those broads. Yeah. Oh, I get it. That's character development. That's right? all we had. Founded 1855. That's what the fuck he was talking about. That guy is real fucking creepy and really disturbed, wanting to drink around these broads that have nothing else to do and want to get escape from their abusive husbands. And he's like, I'm gonna well, get drunk around them. Yeah. God damn, that is so fucking creepy. That is so bizarre. If he said Lions Club or one of those weird men's club where I don't know the fuck they do, like sacrifice a virgin or a child, that I would understand. But he wants to go hang around Christian women. God damn. What a weirdo. And then they grow grow up to be the Boy Scouts of America. Too soon? Too soon, guys. The Boy Scouts don't have good mints like the Lions Club. Oh, I can't even compete with that. I can't. I, I don't know where to go with this. There's no going anywhere from that. Yeah. I just remember Ladies buying. And gentlemen, you can never go back. <laughs> the Lions Club mints you could buy for a quarter back in the day. And that was all. That was it. Other than that, it was just sad alcoholics. Buy us a moon pie. It was a oh, sad wow. drunk man talking about the war. How many calls to St. Louis is that? Oh, that's a third of a call. Oh, that's easy math. That's easy, man. Finishing the phone call. (laughs) Is that before or after the MCI calling plan? Remember that shit? We don't talk about any phone call plans beyond 75 cents from Ohio to St. Louis, sir. All right, then. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So let's finish up this this shit show because I just want to say I hate this fucking episode. I gave it it the worst grade you can. I threw it in the the third tier bucket. You know, if Tom Elliott's listening, third tier bucket. Because he's about to get this episode. Well, in like a season, but... Frank, this episode makes me wish season four was still going. Uh, yeah. T- uh, um. Nothing? <laughs> no, I'm trying to find out what YWCA means as far as... I just told you. Yes. I'm sure that's what it was. It was. From, since 1855, that's what it was. <laughs> Point is, Frank, you watch this episode at some point. Yeah. This it, episode's it, so bad, and this season is so bad so far, it makes me yonder I, I, for season four. It makes me wish season four was still going. I hate season five. I, 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 I do remember that one of the guys was like a Gomer Pyle dummy. We talked so about him, yeah. It, it's like you can't drive a tank unless you're a moron. <laughs> No, that, oh, go- you know what? That's another thing I thought of. Was that the same time that uh, Gomer Pyle was going on? 64, right? Early uh, 60s? Yeah. yeah. Was so, that so we, we were thinking that that character is supposed to be zany and wacky, like the guy, he was either the guy from Dr. Strangelove that rides the nuclear bomb, you know, fucking Slim Pickens who rides the fucking nuclear bomb all the way to the ground, like a rodeo clown, and then, or it's Gomer Pyle from that show. Whoever that Gomer Pyle actor guy is. Don. guy's name. Don. Uh... No, it's some fucking singer. is Gene something or other, but I can't remember his name. It's not important. It doesn't matter. Wasn't it the same uh, Andy Griffith show? No, that's a different show. Really? Anyway, who fucking cares? Let's get the fuck out of here. It, it's it, Yeah, Jim Neighbors. That's what I'm thinking. So of. fuck this episode. Fuck this. Yep. Fuck season five. They had one good episode out of ten so far. Fuck this show. Fuck. Fuck. Season five, so fucking bad. I fucking hate it. It makes me wish season four was still going. That's how fucking bad it is. It is bad. Rod certainly was not here. He didn't give a shit at this point. They, they didn't give him a shit enough to do a second draft of a script. Fuck it. Fuck season five. Agreed. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with season five. Oh, my goodness. 
Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have, let's see, 36 episodes in season five. Is that like why we're rapidly plowing through it and, and not doing Tales from the Dark Side tonight? Well, Tales from the Dark Side we don't do uh, yet again. Or, I uh, tell Tales, you this. Tales from the Crypt, I'm sorry. I will never get that shit right. Ever. You will never, I'll, apparently. I'll <laughs> but, keep screwing that up as, as often as you think I will. But also, last week we did that episode of Tales from the Crypt, and we that episode will drop on like June 26th or twenty or 16th. So we're way the fuck ahead. That's why I wanted to do two Twilight Zones tonight. So we might have a couple weeks off without Twilight or Tales from the Crypt. So anyway, um, any parting words of wisdom from this episode from either one of you? I wish. Uh, yeah, don't don't print your first draft ever. Get a second opinion. Yes, Frank. I'm 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 glad I I missed. I didn't say it. <laughs> God. Asshole. You're it's glad you, you couldn't read your Blu-ray? What's that? You're glad you couldn't read your Blu-ray menu? <laughs> Dude. Harsh. I, I, Deserved. I recorded both episodes today. Earlier today, like around four, because I came home early for an hour from work. And then I went back to work. Worked, and then I came back here to, to do it. So I had both episodes, and I was just in such a goddamn hurry. So late. Plus, I'm just sleep deprived. The fuck, and that's what happened. Very much. That's fine. It's just I just want to oh, say when when that kid comes, episode. sleep is going to be a distant memory, man. Or so I heard, anyway. Stress is a motherfucker. Fuck this episode. Yeah, fuck it. I fucking fuck hate it. it. It's hey, fucking terrible. It's in that bucket with the fugitive. It fucking deserves it. The tank, Frank, is one of those power wheels with a fucking gun attached to the top of it, okay? You gotta make the noises yourself. Yeah, it doesn't even have the electronic sound. No, no light up on the end. No light up on the end. You have to, it's a. It's an orange piece of plastic. It's the power wheels that you buy from Walmart the night before Christmas because it's literally the only fucking toy left in the store. And it runs on D batteries and your mom has to take them out of her own dildo and throw them in your fucking Hot Wheels car because you're a fucking son of a bitch. And she's like, hey, I have fun with this while I'm not enjoying anything. At night, she slips them back into a dildo and has fun and just says, fuck you. And we're like, why in the morning? You're like, why isn't this running? She's like, sorry. And takes them out and puts it back in. You put the dildo in the tank end. And that's where you have it to, when you're you have to really it. force it in the back end of that where the gas yeah. where the gas would go. This kind of feeling of vibration when you go. <laughs> and it's like an infinity stone from, from Avengers. You put it in there, it starts glowing. And then it finally starts going. And you're just like, I'm so excited to play the seventh amendment of Phantoms. And you're like, let's go out and find Custer. Oh, here he is. Let's abandon the vehicle, though, and walk off with some rifles. Everything's disappointing. Everything. I want to be done with this. Let's get out of here. I just want to say one thing. Looking up YWCA. Oh, you're still doing it. I stumbled across Veronica Cartwright's page in the field, the birds, alien, and much more. She was the grandma robot bitch from I Sing the Body Electric. Oh, God. Yeah. Somehow I came across that. And Alien. How about it? Alien and I Sing the Body Electric. I was able to tie it all together with YWCA at the end. We love you, Rod, but fuck you for this episode. <laughs> this this episode done. sucked. And done. I don't know why. Not for nothing. They sh- those... Those three alone, with the with 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 the uh, guns that they had, should have wrecked shit. <laughs> and custard should still be alive. But they left the tank, Frank. We they, talked only, about that. No, they, had, they left it and they walked away. Don't let him be part of the conversation. We already talked okay. about that. <laughs> moving, moving on. You'll hear about it later. Sorry, Frank. I just want to move on at this point. It's fine. You can we can talk about it later during a Redux episode. But right now, I'm fucking done with it. I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> At least I have the next. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> At least I have the next episode. Uh, yes, uh, let's get to that where we can all start talking about it instead of just yeah. two of us. And then agreed. Um, it's and a, I, just this, wanna, I just want to apologize again. For, no reason to apologize. Just fuck this episode. This episode should apologize, but it's fifty years late. Hey, so I can the, see you, Hey, 
Speaking of late, you're 25 minutes late because you've been in here a while. Why the fuck is it just showing up? I don't know. I, I can't see myself below you. Adam, where can we find you? Where can listeners of the podcast w- find you? www.raidersoflostflakes.com and Twitter at Raiders underscore OTLF. Frank? Uh, Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube, patreon.com slash Loitering in Wonderland Studios. That's where you can hear our uh, live commentary episodes of the Tales from the Crypt show. You can hear those way fucking early because we're way ahead of schedule. So if you want to hear those early, go be a Patreon subscriber for a dollar. If not, I don't give a shit. You'll hear them later. Um, um, any, uh, no, we already did that. So let's just get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. I'm done. Uh, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Brian Links. And I'm Adam Wilcox. I don't know where you guys are. I'm trying to point, but I'm failing. So long, citizens. <laughs>